Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. We did have past relations. I then found out that he was in a relationship, and I ended things. In the interview, things got misconstrued while we were drinking. We first met November, November 11th to be exact, and that's when everything started. And then the last time we had contact, besides when he messaged me after finding out about the interview, it was the day after his daughter's birthday party. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Hi. Wow, we have a lot to talk about before I get into the incredible Summer House Reunion Part 1. So let's get into it because I'm going to keep you here for a while, you guys. Sorry. Blame Josh Duggar on that. But before we get to that shit show putting it lightly. Um, Some news items, if you will. Um, Starting off, first, I was on last week an episode, a Patreon bonus episode of Buy Pumpkin Podcast with my dear friend, Princess, who is always really downplaying our friendship and making these wild claims like, I am not friends with her and I don't text her back quickly enough, even though I usually text her within about 45 seconds. <laughs> she tries to act like I don't like her and that we're not friends. And did I mean for this to be a call out post or um, statement? A little bit, but really I think it's more of a call in, okay? Because Princess is a dear friend of mine and I consider her such, okay? She is probably also like I kind of consider myself her sixth child you know if she 
you know, had a child at an extremely young age. That would be the only way it would be possible. But um, I adore you, princess. Okay. And I want you to hear this and listen back. Just we all have it. Let the record show that I love you. Okay. And I was on your podcast, you bitch. <laughs> so check that out. We did a um, an episode of Intervention. Y'all, it was a complete disaster. The um, interventionist said that the family that we spoke about, the family that he dealt with was the most dysfunctional family that he had dealt with in his 20 years of his career. So, wow. Wow. It involves... Um, um, Adventures in optometry, um, several escape attempts, um, meth, and heroin. So there you go. All all the all the makings of a great episode of intervention, if you will. Um, next, I was on a fairly newish podcast called Real Hit Real ooh, Real Hits of the Housewives. Um, such a great time to talk to Hannah. You guys check that podcast out. She, the premise of Real Hits of the Housewives is going back into the annals of history and looking back on these great episodes of across all Housewives franchises. She had me pick which one I wanted to do. So y'all know I went to Potomac season four. What an adventure, guys. We had such a good conversation. We really, like, it was my bad. We diverted a lot off topic, but but it was such a fun and delightful conversation and an easy conversation. And check out Real Hits of the Housewives, you guys. It's a really good podcast. Um, Okay, I think, oh, thank you guys. You guys have really been showing up and showing the hell out with these podcast reviews. You guys have been incredibly nice in a way that I, as somebody who was just always waiting for the bubble to burst, like you guys have been so consistently incredibly kind to me that I know that like, I'm about to fuck this up and say something or do something that pisses somebody off. And then I'm just going to get like, just tear away at all these five-star reviews and these incredible compliments you guys have been giving me that I don't deserve and get like a bunch of one-star reviews. Like I feel it in my shundo that this is about to happen, but until then, thank you guys so much for the awesome, awesome reviews on Apple podcasts. Um, Hey, if you guys want to join in on the fun on that, you know, here's your chance. You always have an opportunity to give me a compliment and who am I to stop you from doing that. You know, I always like to, you know, call people in. And if that also means that like my ego gets stroked, then it's all the better, right? The world's only going to be a better place for that. I can, I can't really guarantee that, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's for me. Okay. But it's also to have people get me up on the charts and to have people notice me and they'll say, Ooh, what is this purple logo? Maybe I should check it out. Okay. Um, next. Okay. Let's talk about news. Tristan. It's been, um, about 17 minutes. So of course, another allegation has dropped that Tristan has been, you know, opening his legs to any and any, you know, whoever, whoever. And, um, this came, this revelation or, you know, is it a revelation when it's something that you absolutely expect? Uh, I don't know if that's the word, but it happened again. 
Oops. Oopsie did it again, y'all. Um, apparently, there was a lady on the No Jumper podcast. A you know, Say what you want about that. But what I will say is that there are a lot of very wild claims that usually hit Black Twitter about these women who are um, thoughtrepreneurs, okay? They're just out here living their best lives, fucking rich men, and just doing all the things that, like, if I could look, if I could turn back time, maybe I would do them. I don't know. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But this lady went on the podcast and said that, um, allegedly, uh, she slept with, not only did she sleep with Tristan, but she had had a relationship with him from November of last year till I think either January or March of 2021. Um, uh, she claimed that, um, he had a quote peekaboo, a peekaboo dick, which, you know, for somebody who knows a lot of, uh, nicknames for penises, that, that was, that was a new one for me. Um, if you guys don't know what a peekaboo dick would be, I thought, let me tell you what I thought. I thought that it was like, she was saying that it was small or, and then my second thought was like, oh, maybe it's just because he cheats so much. His, you know, dick is always hiding in these random women. Uh Oh, peekaboo. Okay. That's not what it meant. Okay. That was my bad. Um, apparently it means that his, um, he's uncircumcised and you know, that, okay. Um, uh, apparently she's saying, you know, he told me he was not in a relationship anymore. So I said, okay, we talked, we hung out multiple times. We went out together, everything. She says that she definitely point blank asked Tristan, are you single? And he said, yes. Um, uh, you know, um, what is there to say? You know, another page turns, another season changes, and, you know, another time is Tristan putting his alleged peekaboo dick in another alleged um, Instagram model, allegedly. So, you know, I've expressed my um, frustration with the fact that Chloe had me blocked on the everyone's business but mine Instagram. And you know what? In hindsight, she's probably right to do so because every time he does that, and it'll be probably another two and a half weeks until we get another claim, allegedly, um, you know, I'm just going to have to hurt her feelings again. So, you know, sometimes being blocked is a blessing. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, What else? Oh, you guys, answered prayers, manifestations, um, just, um, I feel like I, my third eye was open on this one, um, in March, not even that long ago, it was announced that JLo, one Jennifer Lopez and Another Alex Rodriguez, a.k.a. A-Rod, had broken up for the first time. And I took to Twitter and I posted a picture of Jennifer Lopez and um, Ben Affleck, who had recently broken up with Anna de Armas. I just posted a picture from their past relationship 
with the caption, Let's Get Loud. And God answered my prayers, because what did we see just two days ago, three days ago by the time you're listening to this? Um, a picture of Ben Affleck getting picked up by Jennifer Lopez. In the back of what appeared to be an Escalade, and they both appeared to be very happy, relaxed, and, you know, she had the easy breezy energy of a woman who, you know, broke up with a man and still continues to maintain some sort of healthy relationship with him, despite, despite the fact that he has a hideous full-on back tattoo, okay? The, one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, so you're welcome. You're welcome for that, because that's me. And, and thank you to um, uh, listener and friend Lily, who said that, yes, Kara may have brought on uh, Chet Hanks and White Boy Summer, but she also gave us Benefer, uh 2.0. So, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. And I guess in this case, I'm the Lord. And I feel fine about that. You know, I feel fine. Um, I'm excited. I mean, the reports have been kind of mixed as to what this is. J-Lo maintains her friendships with most of her exes. We know she's still friends with Mark Anthony and, you know, all the other ones, the dancer. Apparently she and A-Rod are still maintaining some sort of friendly relationship. And this is just another extension of that. She and Ben have always been close. But then... There were also other reports that said that they, you know, have a very fun, sexy relationship and they're very um, close to each other and they really care for each other in a way that goes beyond just a couple who broke up and have been able to maintain a healthy relationship in the aftermath. So we'll see. Only time will tell. I want it to happen. We're, you know, entering into a phase of a potential, like, you know, amended hot girl summer with our masks on still when we're inside um so i just feel like i and we deserve this because i stayed my ass inside all summer okay and so i need some returns on my good behavior and this is one of them so thank you guys and also like universe don't think that this is something that I want in my personal life. I cannot think of a single man that I've left and let go that I want back in my life. Unless I've, one of them ended up being some sort of like, uh, I don't know, like invested well in Bitcoin. Like, I, you know, thank you. No, thank you. So just because I want this for other people, like don't put that evil on me, girl, because I did not choose wisely in my relationship past. So no, thank you. No, thank you for me. No, thank you. Let's just keep it to to Jen and Ben. Okay. Hannah, um, you've been the most vocal about Kyle and Amanda's relationship issues these past few summers. Did you see a difference this summer compared to the past? I just want to say, like, I haven't been that vocal at all. I've always been supportive. You know we recorded our summers, right? Yeah. Kyle, if you watch it back when there was... I've seen you literally try to talk her into leaving me. Amanda, have I ever told you to leave Kyle? I feel like I've always been there for you. I don't, you've never said the words, you should leave Kyle, no. In so many words, though. But always been there for her is also a stretch. Uh, yeah, agreed. You guys, one of the best reunions that we've had in quite some time on Bravo just happened with the part one of the Summer House reunion. Join with me 
is my dear friend and one of the best tweeters on Twitter today. Chai, hello. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Um, <laughs> Kara, I, I just, I don't know if I can get through this because I've just been dealing with this all summer and it's just very triggering. <laughs> Girl, I ran this shit back. Like I'm some sort of football coach, just like running through tapes, making sure that I'm getting every single angle. Like I really fuck up by not becoming a lawyer because I just like exhaustively went through this episode. I could not believe what I had to watch. I, I was looking for every single person's reaction. Like mm-hmm. I needed to see everyone's face. Like, are you guys seeing this? <laughs> I wish that they had had like when Atlanta did their Zoom reunion. I wish we had had everybody's reaction on tape at, at sometimes because it was just wild. What a wild right, This thing. might have been a good one to do a Zoom reunion for just so we could see everyone's face. Yeah, I agree. Oh, my Specifically gosh. Specifically pages. A page. I mean, I think, you know, we're two black queens and we need to talk about Sierra. Do we? <laughs> Maybe we don't. Princess I'm... of Flopville. <laughs> I'm so disappointed and I feel like like sometimes we find ourselves in a space not even as black people just as people where you look over at somebody like have you ever been in an office where you look or like at your coworker and you're like y'all see this right but like you can't say Absolutely. anything <laughs> and I feel like there have been rumblings that have now become whispers that have now become loud and animated conversations amongst the black women viewers of bravo being like damn we really fucked up standing for sierra didn't we <laughs> right i mean it was like interrogate myself i'm like wait i think i only like sierra because she's black yeah <laughs> i was like she's giving absolutely nothing else she's not even like a sad realization to come to yeah she could at least be giving us fashion. You know, like, if you're a model, like, you know, <laughs> but she's, she's not even giving us that. Like, I can't even remember any of the bathing suits she wore all season. Like, she wasn't giving anything. No. And let's start with the fashion from the reunion. Who were the hits and who were the flops for you? Okay, Queen Lindsay. Okay, yes. The yellow yeah. was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle, just because Danielle's so beautiful. I mean, the red dress wasn't really anything spectacular, but I just enjoy looking at her. Correct. Um, Amanda, who I thought could do absolutely no wrong. I almost appreciate that I hated what she had on because I'm like, okay, like, at least I'm not living in a delusion where I, I truly think everything Amanda wears is amazing. Like, she wears those big baggy shorts and I'm like, oh my God, she is a fashion icon. Uh-huh. She's like in a, a tie-dye sweatshirt and I'm like, oh my God, stunning. So it was like <laughs> a surprise to see her wearing that, whatever that was. It just, it wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't doing it for me either. And like, you know, I think that her, her titties are a gift to all of us, but I feel like she wasn't wearing the right bra. It was not doing her any favors. And I also think that maybe she could have sized down in what she was wearing. And maybe I would have liked that more. 
Right, and then like there was an elastic waistband that I just wasn't feeling. Like this is looking like a legging. You know what I mean? Like it was just. I I would like to see it on the model. Was what she was wearing the same print as Sierra's? Because there's a picture that they took together that I saw on I think Sierra's page, and I was like, oh, I I think it might have been like the same print. Yeah, it looked very similar, but Sierra's was maybe, like, more of a denim, but, yeah, it did look a lot alike. Like, were y'all shopping on AliExpress at the same time? What happened? I... You know what? That is exactly what Amanda's outfit was giving. It was giving Shein. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Polyester, scratchy, you know, not breathable. Um, Not quite what you ordered. Not not at all. I have to say that I kind of thought that Luke was the best looking overall. Like I liked the double breast. Okay, I'm suit. listening. <laughs> listening. I thought it was I, I liked it. I mean, I think he definitely was the best looking of the guys, and you know that pains me to say because Carl's like bay for me, but um I need I would like for Carl to find a relationship with a different pant than the white one. At this point, I think it was like an ode to the audience. He's like, I know you guys love it when I wear my white pants. So I'm going to wear yeah. my white pants for the reunion. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> oh, I hated, hated, hated Kyle's jacket. So I guess, yeah, Luke did look the best. And Luke is like miraculously hot again. Thank God. I don't, I don't know what he did, but it's it's working. Bless up. I mean, it was really a struggle for me and like something that I didn't feel like I had to go through. So I'm glad like whatever he did, it's working. I'm just happy to be there. I don't know why he was giving he was giving Joe dirt all season. All season. It was rude. It was rude. Um, Paige said to Andy that she had five outfits picked out before she landed on that gigantic 80s bow dress. Why? Why? I guess it's like one of those things where like dressing is her thing. Like this is where maybe the pressure got to be too much and you just like <laughs> flopped. <laughs> She's like, oh, I have five dresses. I need to look the best. And then somehow she just flopped because that wasn't it. Yeah. Paige and, and Hannah were doing like 80s prom in a way that wasn't necessary. I didn't like it. I mean, Hannah's whole look, it also was like Hannah's outfit was so not something she should have been wearing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see her to be like a fashion risk taker. So to see like the shoulders, the puff, the long sleeve, the little ruffles at the bottom, it was like a lot for her body. Yeah, I, I, it was a lot. And like she was wearing those like two piece crop top things all season. So just do continue to do that. Like she would have looked much better if she just wore like a, a cute little crop top and like a tight form fitting skirt. It would have looked so much better. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to give Hannah really anything after that. So I hope you guys enjoy it because that's where it ends. <laughs> And I don't know where she got the pink eyeshadow. Like, why were we? Why was that happening? Why? Maybe why? it's because of, like everything about her is pissing me off that I was like overcritical. I was, yeah. Like, what is going on with the pink eyeshadow? <laughs> she's she's a true bitch eating crackers for what it seems like all of America. Um, you know the 
all the comments aside from the comments that she keeps on her um instagram not the ones that she like has to furiously spend a whole bunch of time deleting um so there's a team what? doing that it's des come on after it's- every episode <laughs> i go on to look and i'm just like there's no way no one is telling you they hate you there's no way i mean it's and- impossible all those comments also have to be bots. At this point, I do not understand how anybody could be Team Hannah. I was I like, wow, the Russian bots are getting really sophisticated with their comments. <laughs> You're right, dude. Why, like, why would you even, like, I, I mean, I can't understand what it would be like to have a whole bunch of people not fuck with you, but also, like, what are you doing by deleting these comments? Like, what do you think is going to be accomplished by that? Like, I've never really understood. I don't get it. And like, I truly do not believe that those positive comments are real. I think the same algorithm that writes her, her jokes for her (laughs) is also (laughs) writing those comments. You think they're stealing comments from other people's (laughs) Instagrams and inserting them into her own comments. That's what I'm hearing. (laughs) So let's get into the episode. We start off, you know, typical, the cast is showing up to the studio. I thought it was very sad that, like, they could they not get the coin to get them a hotel room? Could they, like, why is Carl having to do his work next to a, you know, a, a, air conditioner that you put into the window why are they having to get ready in a public bathroom it was just sad for me wait but pause i was under the impression is carl not working for lover boy i think he is because he's always promoting it so kyle couldn't have given him the day off for the reunion (laughs) like i was so (laughs) because luke said why are you still working and he said talk to my manager so yeah Yeah, i don't happening kyle you know he has the reunion how rude how rude um the only thing that really came from that like behind the scenes moment was that clearly one of the producers were like Paige, what do you have anything that you want to clear up and she said i just want to clear up the fact that hannah's not a bitch okay Right. <laughs> At that point, I was already just like, okay, this is not, this isn't going to go the way that I want it to go. <laughs> right. I'm already on the edge of my seat. I've been fantasizing that like Paige was going to turn against Hannah. Right. Right. So, like, to hear that, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> this isn't going to go the way. But then another moment when Hannah looked in the mirror and was like, I don't trust you to herself. I was like, oh, okay. Good. <laughs> All right, she gets it. You know, she gets it. You know, you know, a broken clock is right, right twice right. a day. She looked at herself and she was like, "You're crazy. I don't trust trust you." And I was like, "All right, she she gets it." I thought we were gonna get an accountable Hannah, and, and we did not. We did not. Um, the one thing I thought was interesting from the beginning is uh, Andy asked Sierra what life has been like going back into the medical field into the hospitals and she says that nobody knows that she's on the show because she's wearing a mask and she blocks out her last name do you think that's possible yeah because i think 
through this COVID period, like all the nurses are all doing like travel nursing assignments. That's true. So like they're, she's probably just popping into random hospitals and like is blocking our like even if you saw I don't even know what Sierra's last name is now that I think about it. So if I see like this black girl with glasses on, scrubs, her face is covered, I wouldn't think, oh, that must be Sierra from Summer House. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. I didn't think that she was travel nursing too. Um so we start with Hannah basically throws us right in there about the Hannah and Luke of it all. So I made sure to write down what he said, because y'all know he does these like intros before they do the clip package. And he says, while all the other roommates were excited to reconnect, no one was more excited than Hannah was to see Luke. After all, they dated. Well, I guess that kind of depends on who you ask and how you define dating and if sex was a factor, and also how you define sex. So, like, he just goes in. I, I appreciated that Andy seemed to have, like, a... I know, think he may have watched the season. It, thank you. Exactly. He. I think he might like, have actually watched it. Yeah, because I feel like when he's talking about, like, a below deck, or even, like, maybe, like, a Dallas Housewives, it doesn't give us the idea that he actually watches and enjoys the show, but this seems like he actually likes it. Right. Like he seemed excited to be there. Yes. Like when he does, when he does Atlanta, mm-hmm. like he's always excited to see Portia. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so the first question was for Hannah and it was, where did, like, did you think, or hope that your relationship was Luke was going? Where did you think that was happening? Like before you guys got into the house, she says that she told Luke that it felt like there was like gray areas in their relationship. So she said, you know, are we in a relationship or are we just friends? So according to her, he said verbatim, I don't do labels. So the issue with Hannah and Luke is that we're operating, and Danielle mentions this, on very different timelines. Like, there are points to be made, Ari, Hannah, and Luke, that I would be on Hannah's side, but it also doesn't make sense with the timeline. You know what I mean? Like, right. I understand how she feels like he's a fuckboy, and he is, but also... It felt very much like she took the energy from two summers ago and carried it into this summer where it doesn't add up because Luke says he's nodding his head no about this like whole label situation. And he says, I remember this conversation. I was standing by the lake. I was in Minnesota and I told her, like, I made it abundantly clear that I did not want to be with her. So. Right. So where do you, what's your opinion? For me, this was like the most, it was dicey because I almost got to a place where I wanted to defend Hannah because I didn't like the energy surrounding like her dating around and it seemed like they were trying to shame her for that. Yes. Where it's like, I didn't like Lindsay being like, you were fucking someone else. Like, okay, and? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Or, like, Kyle be like, she was FaceTiming someone in the house, and it wasn't Dez. The only problem with it is, like, 
she seemed to be trying to like create this narrative that it was wrong that Luke was talking to other people, right? Yes, correct. I, it, it, yeah, like in my mind, every she was right. Like you can play the field, you can talk to whoever you want, you don't have any ties to Luke, but obviously. You thought that once you got in the house that there would be like a will they won't they thing. And I don't even think she really likes Luke like that. I really think this was more for television. And she feels like she got played once Sierra came into the house and then she was pissed and was taking all of her justifiable anger from the summer before and making it into something that it wasn't when she knew, you know? Right. And I, I don't think she really liked Luke ever, but I remember prior to this season, her, and maybe like right after last season, she was doing a lot of interviews. And one of the podcasts I was listening to, she was basically like bragging about the fact that Luke was interested in her and was like, you know, you would think he'd like one of these like skinnier girls and like, but he ended up liking me, you know, and I was the one that he liked and not someone, who, you know, who's more like stereotypically thin and like one, Hannah's not thick and like, I don't like her creating this narrative that she's like big, yeah. but, <laughs> but she kept harping on like, oh, but he was, Luke liked me and he liked me and I was the one. I was interested in. So I think she just likes the idea of what it looks like for someone as attractive as Luke to like her. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, and Carl pointed this out during the season of like, I think uh, Hannah realizes that she's never going to be able to get a guy as good looking as Luke and she's flailing a little bit. Right. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I really don't. Um, so clearly what Hannah said that happened in this conversation before they entered the house is very different from what Luke said. Um, I, and I feel like a lot of people were asking me, like, do you believe Luke? And my thing is yes, because we all have seen Hannah take something very little and be able to take like a mountain out of a molehill situation. I think if she really knew if she really felt like Luke was lying, she would have fucking lost it. But she didn't. I mean, if there's ever, like, a whose side are you on and you don't have the footage, like, just believe the other person. Like, Hannah is a liar. She is. Like, she Hannah really be lying. <laughs> on things that nobody has, like, you don't need to lie about that. The girl's gonna lie. Like, yeah. I have no choice but to believe the other person. The only right. time that I might be, like, is maybe her and Jax Taylor got into a situation then I'd really be like who do I believe here but other than that I just I have to believe the other person exactly she really it's troubling it's troubling that she would sit there and try to create a narrative that is different not only from what everybody in the cast saw but what everybody in America saw on the show it's almost it's not even cute like it's almost like are you okay It. This is my biggest fear. This is probably why I would never go on reality TV is that I would be like I'm seeing the world in a delusional way. <laughs> like having my life be filmed and then I'm realizing like, oh my God, I was wrong in every single situation. Like I don't think that I can handle that. It would be, but it's I, like- I honestly, she can't be trying to lie. Like I don't, I don't think that she knows that she's lying. 
it doesn't seem like it because how could you continue to be so confident if you don't believe what you're saying? I mean, the mind is a powerful thing and we're seeing that. <laughs> we're really seeing evidence of that in Hannah. Um, Andy asked Luke, you know, if you like Hannah and you said, well, okay, so Luke kind of says, I can understand how my actions the first summer would have led Hannah to believe that I wanted more. But to me, it's he wasn't exactly taking responsibility for putting her in that position. Um, because when you say... I think I can I can see how she may have felt that way. It doesn't really say it's not taking responsibility for like what he did. He didn't say right. like I directly led her on. And I think that's where Luke messed up for me. I mean, Luke is also a fuck boy. Like he let's is. not get that that can't get confused in this whole like Hannah is a monster <laughs> narrative. Yeah. Like Luke is also a fuck boy. The two things are can be true. Exactly. And I've been saying that Luke should have shut this down in a very direct way. And he didn't because he used her emotionally and he took advantage of that. And that's not fair. And if you are the person who is not into this relationship and you can tell even a little bit that the other person is more invested than you are. It is your responsibility to shut it down and not put that on them to figure it out. It's not fair. Right. And, but sometimes I wonder how much of what Luke was doing was he thought he was like throwing her a storyline bone, like, all right, well, we'll do this. Like, will they, won't they for TV? The great, great thing that you just said, because the next episode was a teaser of Luke saying, I'm going to break the fourth wall. And we see Hannah say like, oh, that's so fucked up. And she walks off uh, crying and I'm using air quotes in there. Um, right. <laughs> do you think that that might be what this revelation is? Right. Like they, they had a conversation prior because I feel like there are things when she would confront him, Luke was like genuinely looked shocked that this is where the conversation was going and i think that it was like whether or not it was spoken i feel like there was an understanding that this is a a thing that they're doing for tv yes i i agree um so then andy says he asked this wild question and i noticed that you had tweeted about this because it wasn't his question it was a viewer question who said you know um you know the fact that hannah gave luke a blowjob to some people that might be considered more intimate than actual like penetrative sex so why did you stop at the blowjobs and not go all the way first of all that's a weird question because i don't think most people feel like blowjobs are more intimate than sticking it to you you know right like who who is this person <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> like clearly not and so Luke like, says, wrong. no it's definitely not more intimate it definitely is not um 
Lisa's I also dope. just don't know how, as an adult woman, you get to a place where you think that you are dating a guy or that a guy even likes you and you guys haven't had sex. I just, it's not something that I can understand. I don't get it either. I do not understand. Especially when y'all have clearly this very close, intimate relationship on an emotional level. If he's not fucking you, there's a reason for that. Right. Um... Luke says, you know, we were intimate to an extent. And if I could go back, I probably would not have done that because it affected her. And Hannah makes a point that I would have made, which is, you know, having sex with a guy doesn't mean that I'm going to fall in love with him. But the fact that he calls me all the time plays with my emotions. It messes with me. Paige says, I agree. I don't disagree with that either. But I also just feel like I just don't. I don't really think what we're getting of her being passionate and emotional towards Luke has to do with the fact that she really had feelings for him because she admits to talking to a bunch of dudes. I just feel like she thinks that she got played on camera and she's pissed. Right. She wanted it. She wanted the storyline where it looked like Luke liked her because Luke is hot and she thinks that that makes her look better. Yeah. So Danielle, like, who wouldn't want it to look like, oh my God, I have this super hot guy that likes me? Uh, Yeah. I mean, he is like, I don't want to say that he's like a top tier New York man, but he is in the sense that, like, he's hot. He's got this, um, you know, jewelry line those guys tend not to commit to anybody so it is kind of a flex if you want to call it that to have this guy kind of like be on you emotionally because typically those dudes will not commit to anybody ever right. <laughs> so and I do you remember the guys that we've seen hannah with yeah um the guy from last season he was no luke no Austin, you know, he looked like he had a great personality, that type of guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Des, not a lot. Yeah, Austin came straight from Jen Henson's a workshop. Full thumb. So. <laughs> let's all let's all be honest about that. Um, so Danielle is like MVP. Thank God for her. She's like expressing the perfect situation perfectly it says you know the timeline doesn't add up so she's not denying that hannah should feel some type of way but she's denying that she should have felt that this summer like i've been saying and she says you know hannah came into the summer thinking that there was a chance with luke and that there was a possibility of pursuing that relationship but at the same time she was talking to a bunch of people and hannah insists you know she's I've just never had a guy that didn't like me call me three times a day. And it's like, well, that's a little bit on you, girl. It's also (laughs) annoying to me because I'm like, if Hannah, you're supposed to be a comedian. You're supposed to be a funny girl. Like, all us personality girls, like, we've had guys waste our time. Yeah. You should should be hip to this by this time. Like, yes, it sucks and it's unfortunate, but you should know the game. Like, this shouldn't be catching you by surprise at your big age. I agree. And I feel like Des is evidence of that. Like 
the man's a fucking loser sorry not sorry i'm not sorry about that at all why did i say sorry but you're clearly like latching onto him because he love bombs the hell out of you like hello (laughs) hello girl love yourself love yourself i'm so excited for their joint comedy tour that i know is inevitably coming (laughs) oh god oh god Uh, do you think they'll be on stage at the same time they'll probably do some sort of like couples act oh god i can see it now and i'm getting very upset i hate it so much (laughs) i hate it so so much yeah like everything about des and it's like you're 44 years old the comedy hasn't gone anywhere now it's like you coming on tv and then it there's just the watch what happens live he was so ready to come on camera like he was Girl, he was waiting behind that door being like, oh, me? I'm ready. Ready. Dressed. I was like, I think he's so... Popped up. (laughs) Like, out of nowhere. Like, the thirst, sir. I know thirst when I see it. Um, And he makes it very clear, you know, I don't judge you for having sex with somebody else. But this dude that you were hooking up with, was it purely to like get your rocks off or did you think it was going to go somewhere with this guy? And Hannah says, I was just enjoying the sex because I hadn't had, I hadn't been physical with somebody in quite some time. So it was just like a physical thing. So Andy asked Luke, do you feel like you're, do you feel like Hannah's actions are hypocritical? And he says, yes. And then Andy asked Paige if she thought that Hannah and Luke were in a relationship. And she says, no, I didn't think it was a full-on relationship. But Luke was the guy she was talking to. You know, when we were doing our Giggly Squad live streams, Hannah would say, oh, I have to get off the phone with him. Or get off the phone with you to talk to Luke. And they were talking at 12 o'clock in the morning. Again, this, like, after nine conversation happened. <laughs> um, so she thought it was, you know, a, a different situation so um kyle cuts in and says i'm just kind of confused and like i'm not trying to like instigate anything yes you are but um (laughs) you know i just feel like hannah was talking to another guy when she got into the house and was facetiming with this guy and it wasn't even des so hannah says you know i was dating around in the beginning i was talking to a lot of guys three guys actually and so Luke is like, okay, well, why did you treat me the way you did? So Lindsay Don't was like, Paige had to insert her little flex. She's like, I'm currently talking to four guys. Yeah. Okay. So like, you're talking to Craig. You, Paige. Great. <laughs> Great. We're all talking to Craig from Southern Charm. Okay. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, Lindsay says, you were crying about how Luke was leading you on, and Hannah says that you know she never used the term specifically leading me on and Lindsay says okay yeah specifically you did not but you were crying about him and Lindsay says you know you were upset but it wasn't because you were so in love with Luke so then the cameras cut to Amanda who says we all watch the same show right (laughs) like what is Hannah talking about um so then Hannah says, let me sell, set something straight. I just feel like everybody in the house felt like I was so in love with Luke and that they were saying it in their interviews. And Danielle was like, okay, but you were saying it in your interviews too. <laughs> and Hannah says, you know, I, you know, you need to live with somebody. You know, I was very close. And when you came to the house, 
you know, I realized that he hadn't told me about Sierra and Sierra told Hannah all these things that Luke had been saying about her, which do you know what she's referring to? Because I feel like she didn't uh, expound on that. Like what was no, and I truly want wish that they would have asked Hannah, okay, so what was your issue with Luke then? Yeah. If every like if you weren't worried he was leading like if you never thought he was leading you on and you never said that. So what was the issue? I don't understand. Like what what was all the screaming about? What was all the crying about? What was it then? What was triggering you? Since you love that word so much. What was it? Um, this is so, literally this is how Hannah's Hannah's uh, FYI trigger warning. I just feel like the 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 toxic masculinity created an unsafe space and overwhelming gaslighting force added to um the Me Too vibe and ultimately have been appropriated culturally. Um, women support. Hashtag boss babe. Hashtag girl boss. And it's like, girl, what are you saying? <laughs> hashtag misogyny. Okay. Thank you. Girl, um, what are you saying? <laughs> Andy has to cut into this like word jumble that she's talking about. And he's like, do you understand how what you're saying wasn't being portrayed on the show? Like you did seem borderline in love and obsessed with Luke. So then Hannah turns to Paige and Paige says, or Hannah says, Paige, was I in love with Luke? And Paige says, we're over this. Which to me is like, you want to say yes, but you don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's move on. Because I can't answer this question, honestly, girl. So <laughs> um, Andy then changes the subject to Sierra coming into the house. And the first question is, bitch, why are you so dirty? Basically. Right. <laughs> you're so perfect and immaculate in every way but like did you not did you know that there was a closet in your room did why didn't you utilize that closet what was that sierra's answer was that she feels like her bed was a better space for her clothes okay okay and this is where i want to understand like i need to know more about sierra and the way that she grew up like who raised her yes because I'm almost like, I think that she is like, without me knowing, like, I think she's the equality that we're really looking for. Like a black girl feeling so free to come on TV and be that goddamn messy. Right. Exactly. You know what a I mean? Girl, like a black girl who was raised by a single black mother. It doesn't like, I am one of them. And the math ain't math. And for me, like, right. That, that is a level of carefree that I have never seen from anybody black before never right like I, there's this idea that and i i'm a fairly like like i will say i'm not the cleanest but like well i'm not not unclean but i am messy but i know that i can't, this is not a good look for people like i really <laughs> i know that i can't do that on tv i need to clean before the cleaning lady gets here like that is the way in which most black people are raised so for you to come on tv and just give no fucks like, <laughs> you are this literally laying on a bed full of things I, I could never this is black girl magic like we've never seen before wild, <laughs> wild. Um, like it, kudos it, to her she has solved racism 
Oh, she's just not care. She doesn't care to be judged. She's like, I don't care what these white people think about me. I am going to be free and messy. Free, girl. Thank God Almighty, she's free at last. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> then the shackles off her feet, <laughs> so she could put them on her bed and never take them off. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so then. Hannah or Andy asks Hannah about like why were you so over the top in your reaction to Sierra like don't you feel like that's kind of goofy and she's like well you know I would have rather been a little bit corny than to have been cold to her and it's like well it you could have just been regular nice to her like right like those the two extremes were not the only option (laughs) you could have acted normal Um, so then we get Andy trying to, uh, strike up some sort of love connection between Carl and Sierra, which I did not appreciate. And he asks Carl, what was it about Sierra since you basically fucked everybody else in the house, except for Amanda? Um, what was it about Sierra that was so special to you? And, he says that he really liked her smile and she said that she thought that Carl was the hottest guy in the house, but it's like, okay, well, your only options were Luke who looked like he came from some uh, jungle that he had gotten lost in and Kyle. So sure. I mean, I don't disagree, but also you didn't really have the highest praise. So what happens after that? Okay. So Here's my question for you. And I was asking another, my friend Maya about this. And do you feel like, I don't want to word it like this, but do you feel like Carl and Sierra have a shot at each other given her clear, like, sidelining with Hannah? Because I feel like uh, Sierra might get her feelings hurt. Honestly, I cannot make heads or tails of Sierra. Like, I truly do not understand anything she's doing, why she's doing it, any of her motivations. And, like, generally, like, I I can find some common grounds with any Black person on TV, especially a Black person who seems to be like, all right, like, I was raised around white people and, like, most of my friends up until college growing up were white and, like, I know what that looks like. I can kind of relate. And I just, I don't know, like, I don't know a Sierra. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, couldn't make the prediction. Do I want with her with Carl? I've gotten to a place where I don't like Sierra very much. So no. Yeah. I just feel like even if we factor in the fact that Carl's a man and that he probably still very much finds her attractive and would have sex with her. I just feel like her alliance with Hannah is not going to factor in very well because we don't really see Carl and Hannah having any sort of relationship or friendship. Oh, and I forgot that they have the Adderall thing that she said on the podcast saying that she, like, was on drugs. Yeah, and on top of that, (sighs) did you hear that clip? Because I haven't heard it. I haven't either. I don't know what podcast that is. I've heard the suicide one, but not that one. Yes. About Luke? hmm Yeah, I, I think... 
I, I think it's a bridge too far with them now. I just feel like he probably doesn't want to go there, which works out really well for me somehow. Um, I I don't okay. know if by in real in real time do you think that Sierra is still as committed to being yes. Hannah's attorney? She is because I saw her on Watch What Happens Live after the finale, and she was still very much Team Hannah. That's so weird that is like that's where i just do not understand sierra it makes zero sense to me like because i feel like at least Paige. Paige looks visibly uncomfortable when hannah's moving mad like she can see it and she's like oh this is you know like she looks visibly uncomfortable you know that probably a lot of their friendship and why she's not speaking up is tied in the fact that like they make money together you know they have the giggly squad and whatever but Mm -hmm. You at least can tell that, like, she she knows reality, but Sierra has somehow found herself trapped in Hannah's reality, and it's, she cannot divorce herself from that in a way that I just don't get it. It's like, like, it stresses me out. I'm like, girl, like, you're going to lose out on opportunities. Like, why have you hitched yourself to this raggedy-ass wagon? I mean, truly Jordan Peele can get the inspiration for Get Out Part 2 on this relationship between Hannah and Sierra because it's like, does somebody want to, like, flash a camera in front of her and, like, check her out of it? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And I felt like, okay, so it's crazy that you're saying in real time because I was really having hopes because I know Hannah's not in Winterhouse. Yeah, so I, was, I had all these hopes that I'm like, all right, so, you know, she'll have that time apart and like maybe she will come to and realize that like this is not it. You don't need to be doing this because Carl's in her house, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, he wasn't. Oh, he's not. Why no. not? I don't know. What's that? About? I don't know. Um, Kyle and Amanda. Is- yes. Wow, what is why not Carl? Now I'm like, hmm, what is that about? <laughs> and I just want to pause because Kyle did the most savage post right before the reunion. And this goes back to uh Sierra. So Kyle posted a picture of himself at the reunion um on Instagram. <clears throat> the location is king of everything. And the caption is, <clears throat> since Hannah has spent the last three months telling every podcaster with a mic that I'm a narcissist, here's a picture of me and only me at the reunion. Tune in tonight at 9.15 and buckle up. It's a part, it's a two-part roll your eyes fest. Hashtag summer house, hashtag bravo TV, hashtag I'm not the one with the ego. And then he also did tags on the picture where he tags like the company or the, the, uh, uh, clothing labels that he was wearing and his stylist, but also on his forehead is tagged egomaniac. <laughs> so loved it, loved it. Sierra commented, all caps, are you actually fucking kidding me? And what proceeds, what comes after that is 260 comments in response to her that are basically like, why are you still on Hannah's side? Um, shut up, quit enabling Hannah's disgusting behavior. Um, what else? People were really going in on him, on Sierra, rather. Uh, 
basically what's it's all like what's wrong with you and why do you keep siding with hannah like you you really did she answer anybody because i'm i'd really like to know i'm clicking so that's through as of yesterday she's still i, I i'm just so yeah. shocked by this i don't understand like did she watch the show i mean people are like go clean your room girl <laughs> uh, <laughs> no it doesn't seem like from what i can tell it doesn't seem like she's responded to everybody or to anybody rather um no it, it seems like she's still very much- i can't even see how hannah was a friend to her in any way like why are you so because she lets you eat some pizza with her and des on a dirty floor like is that all that i mean any- you, girl? girl they were priming you for a threesome like <laughs> Oh God! Oh, you oh yeah, you really. God, they probably were. They had those all those sex toys on the floor right next to her. So I mean, he's just like oh, Des is just so oh, pervy and gross to me. Like it was the like, should I come on Kyle's bed for me though? Yeah. You are forty four, sir. <laughs> um. Then Andy asked a question that I really wanted to know is. Hey, uh, Sierra, you described Luke as basically like a he thinks outside the box kind of lover. Like he's very strange in bed, is what I took from it. <laughs> so <laughs> he has a creative mind. And Sierra really deflects from that comment. And, what and she that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to hear that so badly. I'm like, girl, is he eating ass? Like, what is he doing? What does he do to you? And especially because she says after that she went. So apparently there were two trips to Minnesota. I thought she just took one. But after the second trip, she says she was abstinent for a year and a half. And Um, did you hear Lindsay immediately ask Luke, what did you do? What did you do to her? (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. Um, Sierra says that the Luke, the sex that she had with Luke was like purposeless. They were both like, basically both rebounds for each other. And that experience made her realize that she needed to have some solitude. And Andy says, Luke, if I had had a sexual experience with somebody that led them to be abstinent, I would probably feel a little emasculated by that. But I'd also wonder what it is that I did wrong. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Luke says that... You know, it took a lot of discipline for her to make that decision. And I respect her for it. <laughs> like, okay. Which was like, what? <laughs> um, so Andy then asked, was this situation with Sierra a rebound for you as well? And Sierra does cut in and say, listen, like we had fun with each other. But, you know, I don't want to make it seem like we didn't. But we just weren't, neither of us were emotionally ready. And then she reveals that when she left Minnesota that second time, not only did he ghost her, he blocked her on all social media for eight months. And um, this, that's when I knew that, like, Sierra is not long for this world, right? Like, this is, that should have been high drama. Mm-hmm. Like, we should have had arguments in the house. Like, that yes. should, like, her, and I'm, for any drama between her and Luke, they're both, like, they're bachelor people. Like, that's what shows Sierra gives me, like, black girl on The Bachelor. Luke gives yeah. me one of the people, I don't really watch that show. I don't even know what the 
contestants or whatever they're called. Like Luke needs to be one of those people too. Mm. Um, but yeah, like this should have been high drama. Girl, why are you just telling us this at the reunion? Why are you just telling us this now? I have so many questions. I'm confused. Here's a question for you. If a guy played the fuck out of you and ghosted you right after you went to visit him and his family, um, I just want to know, how did she then end up in the summer house? Right. How that part. Because <laughs> he's giving you used him for the get to get on TV. And I'm not even mad about that, but say it. And that's the thing. I'm like, if you like, you used him and finessed him and got yourself on a TV show. And then we're able to get yourself on the winter house. Like, great for you. Show us some of that. Mm -hmm. I want that energy. Exactly. Because I just, I just, I don't under, I just don't get it. Like, and how does she also enter the house saying like that there might be potential between them again? Because I'll be damned if you unblock me. And then you want to maybe start something up again? No. It's not the fact that he yelled. Like, if I were Sierra, it wouldn't be the fact that he, quote unquote, yelled at Hannah that cut was a deal breaker for me. It would be the fact that, like, you cut me off and you don't just get to come back in my life again. Right. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it makes more sense because I'm like the whole, <laughs> you, like the whole, he yelled at Hannah one time and that just wasn't, I can't be with someone like that. Where I'm like, girl, that's so stupid. Why didn't you just tell us the truth then? Right, right. I don't, I really don't get that. And I wish that they had pressed her more on that. Like, how did you guys go from him ghosting you to this? Or not this currently, because they're clearly not on good a good page. Right. Um, now but uh so luke says the reason why he ghosted her and blocked her was because he got back with his girlfriend again classic fuckboy behavior and he was like well i did explain it to sierra and she's like yeah after eight months after you already broke up with her um so then andy is like well why didn't you just explain that to her you know why didn't you just say I'm getting back together with my girl instead of ghosting her? Like, what was the point of that? Um, and so Andy asks Luke where his relationship is with Sierra. Sierra says, oh, we're friends. We're just friends, which makes it seem like we've decided to take romance off the table. But Luke made it seem like they're not really even friends and that she fucked up. I mean, they're clearly not friends. Though. Yeah. <laughs> And that he girl, you don't like that man. Like, I feel like I hate it because don't ever put me in a situation where I feel bad for a man. Right. And I felt like the energy that they were giving him in the house, especially Sierra was giving him, like, I understand you can have whatever boundaries you want to have. Like, Luke should have respected that. You can have ludicrous boundaries. Like, don't ever talk to me if unless you bring me a McFlurry. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could have the wildest boundaries you want to have. And if he don't bring that McFlurry, he should speak to him if that's her boundary. Whatever. Yeah. But I just felt like there was such, like, an intense, like, a coldness 
that she gave yeah. him in the house on top of what Hannah was giving him. That like to say that you're friends is like, what do you? No, you're not friends. <laughs> of course you're not friends. Like you mean girled him the entire time. Like, what are we doing here? Like, you and Hannah were sitting in the back talking shit about him. You were screaming at him because he happened to text you, um, I'm sorry, after nine o'clock. And yeah, like, of course you're not friends. Why Why would you be? <laughs> um, so, you know, Luke says, you know, I was a little bit frustrated after this current summer. And I can be cordial with her, but I'm indifferent. And I wish her nothing but the best. And Lindsay fucking kills me. And she's like, I hate it when guys say that. Like, you don't wish her the best. It's dumb. It's stupid. No, you don't. You wish her a decent life. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, girl. Oh, I Tell love her. So unapologetically toxic. <laughs> I love her. I love her. I love so, it. Then we get to Lindsay and Strabby. And Andy says okay if you guys weren't getting along during the pandemic or during quarantine living together why did you think it would be different in the summer house and she's like basically because i'm a dumb bitch like i thought we needed to have more people around i thought we were going to be in this five million dollar mansion there was going to be a pool and a yard and tennis courts and we would just have more space and also have more people so it wasn't just us two and that's my bad okay <laughs> um, and so Andy asked Danielle, what did you think about Steven coming into the house? And she was like, I thought that it wasn't going to work, basically. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> that, you know, it's a big deal to bring somebody into all of this. And it's a lot. Um, Kyle says, you know, what I love about Lindsay is that she dives in headfirst into all her relationships, but also... If we're judging by all of her past relationships, like with Everett and Carl and, you know, all the other ones, I kind of knew that this was going to end up in fireworks. And so Andy asked Lindsay, like, do you regret how you treated Saravi on your birthday, which I thought was an iconic moment? And she's like, yeah, well, in a little, but yeah, I could have reacted differently. But at the same time, I just found out Carl's brother passed away i was feeling all of the emotions of my best friend who was going through something very hard not once did steven attempt to check in with me ask me how i was doing and then all of a sudden he's uh, surprising me with some you know lukewarm fish and chips and he made all of that about him and that's why i felt the way i did and i thought that makes I mean, I hated that she even apologized for any of it. Like, what was there to yeah. be apologetic about? Like, I agree. She Uber eats, like, everyone knows fries don't travel well. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Right. And that's what you want me to eat for my birthday? Jail. <laughs> right. On some plastic next to a, a, a pool that, you know, Des is. Call Kamala, he needs to be locked up. That's crazy. Right. You thought that was an okay birthday? So I was like, right. fried fish. Fried fish. French fries. And then you got it like three hours early. Right. Are you okay? You got, put it in the refrigerator, took it out, put it in the microwave, in the same box, you know, and was just like, happy birthday, baby. I did all of this for you. Despicable. Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> 
because I'll be damned. And I felt that like, I'm going to get drunk. I'm, you know, I'm just going to fight a war with one of my titties this whole time. She's put more work into controlling her boobs out of that very deep V dress than he did into their, into her birthday. And that's, and I'm not a birthday person at all, but you're Uber eating fries and fried fish. Like, no, no, ma'am. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, it's one, like, I'm not a big birthday person too, but if you want accolades, you better do the work to receive them. And then what was that painting? (laughs) What was that? Why do I want a picture of me that you got, you commissioned some artists on Etsy to be like, why? Why would I want that? Where am I going to put that? Where is she going to put that? It didn't make any sense. And in my mind, the picture's already on Instagram. The picture did what it needed to do. Right. (laughs) I already got (laughs) Why didn't you get it painted? Hello? Um, I was thinking like, okay, this man works for Tao. He works for the Tao Hospitality Group. Clearly, he should have some experience in how to make an event, throw a party, right? Um, To me, I'm like, okay, if what it appeared like you were going for was like, why didn't he just say, we're in a pandemic, I would like to do all of these things for you, but because we're not like, I want to bring all these memories from our relationship and make that part of your day. It also doesn't really make sense because it was her birthday and that's more about y'all's relationship than her birthday, you know? Like, these were just dates you had. It had nothing to do with her. And then when he said he had been planning it all week, like... (laughs) Don't everybody don't tell people how long you took to plan something if it was if it's not going to be a extremely grand gesture no just don't do it just don't do it because it's always going to be disappointing you know saying you've been planning for a week to give me cold fish is not the flex that you think it is sir Like, you couldn't even get the food time to arrive on time. Like, you couldn't even get that done. And you spent a whole week doing it. Right. And now I got to sit here on my birthday and my tummy's rumbling because I got all this fried food in my my stomach. No. No. Um, So then Andy says, you know, I admire your timeline. I like a woman who you know knows what she wants but how much does Steven know about this timeline and she says I showed it to him in February and Amanda was like before the pandemic I don't really think that matters but okay um but she showed him the timeline and he co-signed on everything and that he was they were on the same page great um so then this was like the worst part of the well the beginning of the worst part of the episode where Andy asked Hannah to give Lindsay advice on her relationship, and I'll be damned. <laughs> oh, that made me so mad. I'm like, Andy, you messy bitch. <laughs> like, they're not even friends. Why don't you ask Danielle? Like, oh, um, Hannah, you, everything that was on Lindsay's list actually happened in your relationship. So can you give her some advice? Like, yeah, find some 
um, 45-year-old dumbass who has nothing going on in his life. That's the only advice that she can give him, her. Right. He's been engaged for two weeks. At that point, she's supposed to give advice. Like, what? Right. <laughs> Lindsay's like, face how was dare like, you disrespect Lindsay like that? It, it was rude. It was rude. <laughs> um, it, laughable. Laughable. And especially when Hannah was like, I've always admired Lindsay as a good friend and a strong woman. No, you haven't. And then patronizing on top of it. Add insult to injury. injury. <laughs> and then she tries to do this, like, I am woman, here be roar. Don't dim your light for a man. As if Lindsay has ever dimmed her light. Like, please. Right. Please. <laughs> this is about the worst, least consequential advice that you could give somebody like Lindsay Hubbard is to not dim your light. Okay. Um, she was there. She was with her boss, babe. You know, take up as much room, girl. Girl, take up room in every space you walk into. Be a girl. Don't ever let a man diminish your light. Don't <laughs> let toxic masculinity, like girl, <laughs> you know, like oh. she couldn't even resist to like throw in white feminism into the, the <laughs> dating advice. Right, girl. Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, so then Andy asks a li- another listener question, which is like, why did you get on to Steven for working so much? Don't you want a guy that works? And Lindsay's like, well, I don't think he was working. And it's like, yeah. Do you think that this man was doing what at 11 and 12 and one o'clock in the morning? Nothing. What was he doing in the hospitality arena in may of 2020 like girl come on and this is where i'm like uh it's amazing that they let him have a job pretend he was still working because what was going on remotely not a damn thing (laughs) not a damn thing um especially not in new york like please please um oh god so then andy asked danielle what kind of guy do you think Lindsay needs to make it work long term and Danielle says he she needs somebody who's confident who doesn't care how successful she is somebody who's comfortable in their own right and then she says listen like I'm not gonna put it all on Lindsay I do feel like Steven baited and switched like he presented a very calm cool and collected side of himself last summer and then I saw a very different side of him this summer and Lindsay makes a joke like yeah he's like I ordered him on Amazon and got something very different. And I'm with you, girl. I mean, I wish we could have seen what he ordered, what she ordered. You know what I mean? Just because, like, I don't, I, girl, you don't like this man, right? Like, I like, is this love? Like, I was just so like, girl, what is it that you like? It's determination. It's I got myself into a relationship and I'm just going to see this through. She did not feel anything for that man. Not a thing. Nothing. Like, girl, we saw you with Everett. We know what it looks like. Right. You like somebody. Right. Exactly. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, so Andy asked what I felt was like a very throwaway question is like, hey, you know, has this experience in the house made you understand what you want in a future relationship? And it's like, who cares? <laughs> Not me. Um, <laughs> She, she starts talking about how she's got daddy issues and abandonment issues and she needs a guy to show up for her. Okay, next. Um, so then Andy cuts to a scene of Paige and Hannah making bets as to how long Lindsay and Stravi were going to make it. And Hannah lost the bet. She owes Paige 20 bucks. And so Andy asks everybody else if they made bets. And Carl's like, well, I made one in my head. I just knew it wasn't going to work. And I knew that Stravi was going to leave. So there you go. Um, Then they start talking. Andy basically assumes that Lindsay was on birth control. And he was like, oh, so you went off birth control after your birthday. She's like, no, I was never on birth control. And he knew that. Stravi knew that. And we were basically doing the pull and pray, which is not the same thing as spray and pray, which we know Kyle got from Jax because that's what he said that he was doing they got <laughs> no it was Brittany that was like we do the spray and pray method <laughs> yuck first of all that's like the worst way you can put that and yuck <laughs> um so then we get to the next subject of Kyle and Amanda's relationship and Lindsay says I've been with these two for five summers I've never seen them in a better relationship than the last one now I'm going to time out and ask, tell you, ask you what you think about this, because I've seen a lot of people say, um, why does everybody glorify Kyle and Amanda's relationship based on how he treated her? And I don't feel like people really glorify their relationship. Like we all know he was a fuck boy, but also we should, we don't have to celebrate anything, but if they want to stay together and they've made it work, and to me, their relationship seems very healthy now, then we it's have to working. work. Like, yeah. I believe in their love. Mm-hmm. I like them together. Yes. And, I mean, I hate it had to start with her being embarrassed on television. You Multiple. know what I mean? But it's, yes. <laughs> but sometimes when it's like off so low, it's only up from there. Like, it's working. Yeah, and it doesn't feel to me like like a Katie and Tom, where it's just like no. they designed to be together. No, there is passion there. There's real There's like passion. it's not a passive love. Like they truly do like each other, and like they still have sex for people who have been together for so long. Like, yeah, the thing that I appreciate is 
Amanda clearly has no qualms about holding Kyle accountable for his behavior and he listens to her and he respects that. And that I think is the part that we should be. That's what I like the most is that they have grown. She does not like, she's not a wilting flower. She says how she feels. She will tell him when he's wrong. And he does listen to that. And he, We've seen him, like, seek her out for advice, like, how should I handle Hannah? How should I talk to her? Like, there's a mutual respect there, and that's what I think is admirable. And this is what I hated about Hannah in the beginning, doing with that fight starting, her be like, you might talk to Amanda like that, but you can't talk to me like that. And it's like, this, um, Hannah likes to create this narrative as if, like, Kyle walks all over Amanda and that's just not the reality of it right like plenty of people forgive partners for cheating and they move on to live like especially Mm -hmm. the fact that like when he did cheat it's shitty whatever it sucked but like she's chosen to forgive him like we can't be holding that over their heads like I can't care more about something in your relationship than the two people in it do yeah and Hannah has chosen to be like a hater she sounds like a hater and it's ridiculous. Like, yes, she absolutely sounds like I, a hater. I and I cannot wait. Like, sorry, I almost want them to get on to be her and Des to be on next season just so we can see the deterioration of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So she can't pretend that it's all good because I already know what that's going to look like. Like, yeah. How long do you really give uh, Hannah and Des's relationship? It all depends, right? Like, is he able to get the followers he is trying to get? Is he able to, Mm -hmm. like, leverage some of her fame for his comedy? Will he eventually become resentful of her success? Because she's... I don't know what his comedy looks like, but we know that Hannah is not um, some comedy genius, but the show is giving her a level of success where she's able to like, you know, sell out these tours. Is he going to be resentful of that? Is he going to be jealous of that? Is he going to turn into like a Jason Hop? What's his name? Yeah. Jason Hoppy. Be- yeah. That's where he becomes resentful of her success. You know how men like to do that. Yeah. Um, I just, at the end of the day, I definitely don't see it working out, but it's, is it, is it going to end in two weeks? Do they make it down the aisle? Depends on if he's able to get on TV. Yeah. I I don't see them getting married. But I also could see her wanting to do that just to prove something, which is something that Bethany did. Right. So we'll see. But I think that relationship has a shelf life for sure. For sure. Um, and I just feel like she's so, if I were someone on TV, I would be so hypervigilant watching out for, like, opportunists. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way you would get me on TV trying to date somebody who's trying to be on TV. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, so, it's especially, like, I'm like, and then now we're getting engaged super fast. It, yeah. Yeah. It's. It's almost like Slade kind of where he just like he clearly was waiting in the wings for someone. Right. And I just think it's weird that he had been following her 
on Instagram and then was like, oh, she happens to be in the Hamptons or close by when the pandemic's happening. Like, now's my chance. I just think that's weird. It's not romantic to me. I don't like it. I don't like it. At all. At all. I just feel like you're like, you look so stupid, girl. Open your eyes. This looks wild. 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 Um, Andy asks Carl, who has, you know, admittedly been a stan of Kyle and Amanda's relationship, what he thinks, what do you think, like, what makes Kyle and Amanda's relationship successful? And he basically says <laughs> that it's all Amanda, <laughs> that she has been a big influence in terms of Kyle's development as a man, that basically 99% of their success and the reason why Kyle has improved so much has been because of her. And Kyle says, I probably would have been the same old fuckboy if it wasn't for her. And then a viewer has a question about Kyle's drinking and his tendency to get into fights when he's drunk. Um, Amanda said, this was the only thing that I found concerning, is that Amanda says, I have to pick my battles. And that he's such a fun guy. And I have to recognize that, like, there is a side of him that's like the party party guy that I admired and that I just don't want to like stop that aspect of him. That felt a little dark to me. Uh, did it? Cause for me, it felt like the subtext is and part of that TV show is him. Pe- like I refuse to, I refuse. I will not believe it. I just cannot let myself believe that Kyle at his age is still peeing everywhere. And mm-hmm. this is a thing that he does off camera. Like I just yeah. I refuse to believe that. So I, I think that this is a thing that he does for television and that's where she's like picking my battles is code for this is what we do for TV. That's yes, okay. get wasted. I just don't think that he's doing that in, I mean, honestly, unless you're doing some type of drug to, like, at a certain age, like, over 30 club, you know that it's just not sustainable to get drunk mm-hmm. like that all the time. It's just, yeah. Our, our bodies don't bounce back the same. Right. Um, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because when I do watch Amanda's Instagram stories, you can always hear him working. And he's always, like, on a meeting with somebody. He's always on a call. And it does seem like he is a lot more focused. And I mean, he is clearly very passionate about his job. I didn't really think about like, yeah, he probably really isn't that much of a party boy when the cameras aren't up. Right. Okay. All right. You changed my mind. Um, So then as Andy was like, but again, I am a very much like, I love Kyle. Like love Kyle, so I have like always love Kyle. Kyle. Yes. Okay. I I don't know what it is, but I just I just love. I think he's so funny. Um, even when he was doing Amanda wrong, like I kind of was just like still into it. I just really like Kyle. Okay. Okay. I mean, as somebody who's nothing that like, sorry, there's nothing that anyone can say about Kyle that I'm like. Not on Kyle's side of it. Oh. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. He was cheating. Um, I was like, well, he was blacked out, you know? Right. <laughs> I am constantly concerned that he's going to choke on a Tostito one day. And it's it's going to be bad. 
Um, so Andy asked Lindsay a very shady question, I felt. He, he was like, well, you like to drink a lot and you get activated. So like you're always drinking and getting popping off on people. So as somebody who is a drunk, angry person, Lindsay, um, how do you feel? How do you think about Kyle's <laughs> relationship? <laughs> so, um, she's like, how do you, do you think that Kyle's relationship will be at risk if he doesn't get his anger in control? And I just feel like Lindsay brought up this point. She's like, I don't really think that he has been that bad this summer. And I agree. Um, Me too. And Lindsay says, the only times I feel like Kyle's anger came out this summer was with the fight with Carl and Luke. And Danielle says, well, it came out with uh, Hannah as well. And I feel like Hannah thought that Danielle was like siding with her, but I don't think she was. (laughs) No, she wasn't. (laughs) I didn't think she was at all. Um, She was bringing out to be like, Hannah brings rage out in people. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Danielle says, you know, I just feel like um, Kyle fights people's battles. I think that he is the one who will mention it all. He was the one who will, um, you know, mention the elephant in the room. Basically, we have unresolved issues in the house. Nobody will talk about it. Kyle start, you know, pounding a 12-pack of Loverboy, and he'll be like, let's get into it. So... You know, I don't really see that as a bad thing. Maybe that's problematic of me, but I feel like I wouldn't want to be living in a house for six weeks where there's all this tension. Like, let's just talk about it, you know, because I can't live that way. And that's part of what I love about Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then Han- Andy turns to Hannah and says, you know, you've been the one who's been the most vocal about Kyle and Amanda and their relationship these past few summers. And Hannah starts to shake her head no and is like, what? Why would you even say that? And like, uh, girl. <laughs> so That's when I almost, like, threw my phone at the TV. Right. <laughs> she really was like. I never talk about their relationship. Girl. Girl. <laughs> not in my life have i seen such an outward aggressive denial of somebody's behavior um so then andy says did you hannah see a difference in this summer compared to the past summer with kyle and amanda and hannah says i just want to say that i haven't been that vocal at all i've always been supportive (laughs) of them (laughs) and kyle's like hold up hold up hold up (laughs) You know we record this, right? Like, you know this is on TV. <laughs> You're like, I'm girl. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. He says, "You, I've seen you literally try to talk Amanda into leaving me." And so Hannah turns to Amanda and says, "Have I ever told you to leave Kyle?" And Amanda's like, "Okay, well, technically you didn't use those words, no." But then Lindsay says, well, yeah, but in so many words, you did try to do that. And Danielle's like, you know, it's it's a stretch to say that you didn't try to leave, make Amanda leave Kyle. And it's also a stretch to uh, pretend like you've always been there for Amanda. And Hannah's like, well, the only thing that I said this past summer was how good Kyle and Amanda have been. What? Girl. Uh- <laughs> Like just now, off the top of my head, uh, fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Um, yeah. 
the yeah. part where I realized like she has no concept of marriage was when she was like, I couldn't be marrying a guy who's like fighting with my friend literally two seconds after she had said that Amanda was not her friend. So I'm like, you want this girl to leave Kyle for yeah. you, but you are not her friend. I just make it make what, sense, Hannah. What do you think that is? Like, what do you think Hannah's end game is with Kyle and Amanda? Like, is it just that she hates Kyle or is it that? I think it's that, honestly, like I have started to like think of, I, I think that she hates Amanda. I don't even think that it's about Kyle. She hates Amanda. I think she's deeply jealous of Amanda. I do too. And she can't hate Amanda the way she would or like can't separate Hannah. Like Paige and Amanda are friends and good friends. Mm -hmm. So, and Kyle happens to be the type of person that is gonna fight Amanda's battles for her. So like he gets caught in the crossway and then she's able to create these like I hate, like, Kyle is the problem when, no, like, you just hate Amanda. There's something about her that does not want Amanda to be happy. And it's weird. I don't, I just don't get where it stems from. Other than jealousy. But why? I just don't, like, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't get it. I it might, I don't know if it's the, maybe it's the friendship that Amanda and Paige have. Yeah. I can see maybe it might be like off screen. She might think that Paige is better and more. But Amanda is tethered to Kyle in this show. Paige has to have her person. So it can't necessarily be Amanda. So mm. Paige's person is, is Hannah. And I think Hannah might know that this is, they're not as close as the giggly squad presentation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So then Hannah starts talking about the trash situation. And, you know, she says, you know, um, Kyle told me that I wasn't holding my weight with the trash and I was just feeling very shook and... (laughs) That if, you know, if Kyle was going to curse at me, what I was going to do was tell him that he needs to stop and he needs to stop coming for people and it's not coming for me. And that's where my statement about not speaking to me the same way he speaks Amanda to Amanda came out. What? No. No. That's not where that I'm came. an empowered woman and I want to empower other women. <laughs> like, that's just, oh, she's so annoying. Like, I can't. It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. Believable. Not an ounce of self-awareness. Like, do you think that we are falling for any of this? Do you think (laughs) this is working, girl? Like, how? How do you think this is working? (laughs) You are so embarrassing. It is so, it's like, simultaneously, like, I am just, I'm furious, but I'm also so deeply embarrassed for her. Yes. And, like, I really don't do well with secondhand embarrassment. And I'm like, why do you keep putting me through this, Hannah? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I'm totally with you. Um, Amanda asked the question of the evening is, Hannah, why do you take such a stand with men yelling at you? But when I tried to talk to you after this whole trash conversation, you had no problem screaming at me. So, like, what's the difference? And Hannah says, 
you know, we had a moment where you threw a drink, drink at me and I was very upset. And uh, Amanda's like, okay, but do you understand why I threw a drink at you? Because you said nasty things about me and to me and I got frustrated. And if we're really going to get technical, like Hannah had already walked away and had walked inside before Amanda threw that drink. To be very honest, she had to have been told about the drink throwing almost. Right. Like she heard fully turned around like you were in the room and she just threw a drink. Right. I wouldn't even say it was at you. You weren't anywhere to be thrown a drink at. You were inside the house. Like it, it, there's no way it would have landed. No. Come on. Come on. Oh, Lord. It also is one of those things where it's like Amanda throwing a drink is so wildly out of character. Like she's just like she just doesn't have turn up in her. That if I made her that mad, like I would have to really like what did I like? I'd have to really sit with myself and be like, well, clearly I did something wrong. Right. If I had seen Amanda throw that glass and I was anybody sitting at that table, I would have burst out laughing. (laughs) And she was crying too. So like for Hannah, (laughs) in what is like, like when they played the scene back, I was like, oh my God, she looks, it was just like a truly pathetic sound. She was like, Hannah, why? why?" Like a toddler. Like, come on. (laughs) So for you to be like, you just threw a drink at me and I was so angry. Like, how? Why? She's acting like she's in the bad girls club. Like, no, girl. Like, it was a threatening moment. No, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, So, yeah, Amanda says again, like, I was trying to clear the air with you after the situation. You screamed at me. You told me we weren't friends. And, you know, like, when we have these conversations with the guys, you get frustrated and and make all this, this big stand about how nobody can raise their voice at you. But, again... You screamed at me. And right. let's not forget when, when they played that back of the fight that they had with Paige, Hannah, and Amanda, not only did she say, we're not friends, get out. She also called Amanda toxic. <laughs> so, right. Girl, she was like, I'm so sick of this toxic friendship. And I was like, what? <laughs> you're, you're the toxic one in this because you don't like her. Like, you that's what, truly the first honest moment that she's had on that show was when she said, we are not friends. Like, you don't like yeah. Amanda. You don't like her. You don't like her. Um, um, so Amanda goes on to say, like, I, I just don't understand where your rules all are because we all live in this house together and we all raise our voices at each other. And um, Hannah says, well, you know what? Luke actually gave me great advice about, you know, when Kyle starts getting heated to just remain calm and Lindsay whispers again to Luke says, I guess you guys are friends again. And Luke's like, <laughs> I don't know what she's saying, but this, it was like such mumbo jumbo. First of all, did not answer Amanda's question. I've just been watching too much mafia movies. <laughs> Girl, what are you saying? What are you saying? She, oh my God, it's so annoying. She starts talking about how, you know, you know, when Kyle yelled at Luke for five seconds, Luke almost beat the shit out of everybody. No, he didn't. Luke came in with the most polite, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I don't like you. Like, girl. Like, you're acting like he went Hulk. He threw a half-empty bottle of natural ice outside 
and then just pointed it and was like, I don't fucking like you, man. (laughs) That was not, girl, come on. (laughs) I didn't even, it was like a Minnesota, (laughs) I don't like you. Like, Luke doesn't have the range. He just doesn't have it. Not at all. Not. I mean, it was truly like the man equivalent of what Amanda throwing that uh, drink at. Right. <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> oh, my God. So then, you know, everybody's like, Hannah, you're not taking any responsibility for your actions. Hannah starts shaking and is like, you dealt with this all summer. And it's just like really triggering when Kyle starts to yell at me. <laughs> And then Luke's like, oh my God, you put this on yourself. Lindsay's like, are you faking tears now? Like you faked your apology to Kyle. Kyle says, acting school's in session. Hannah starts burying her head in her hands because she knows she's not crying a damn tear. And is like, maybe I just hide my face that I can keep from people seeing that I'm not actually crying. Sierra tries to defend her. Paige is like self-soothing her by rubbing her back. Basically, everybody except for Paige and Sierra are just completely annoyed and done with Hannah trying to cry in this moment. Like, not a single tear fell down her face at any point. She is shaking her voice is trembling. I get so, so triggered. <laughs> what? What embarrassed? Like I was so embarrassed. Like, girl, hang it up. It's not working. It's Give not up. working. Give it. If up. you can't drop some real tears right now, cut it out. Right. <laughs> right. Show me your hands. I want to see if if they're wet. I want to see if they're wet, girl. Oh, God. Like, and that I have never seen a more poor, like, reunion. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. Deeply cringe. <laughs> Girl. It has been a long time since I've seen a white woman weaponize her non-tears to other white people. Like. And this is weird. where when I say that it's like Hannah is dangerous, like, yeah. it is. We're able to, like, laugh about it, and it's cringy because it's white people, right? But if mm-hmm. if Kyle had been a black man, like... Yes. That I... The, just the idea of me thinking about that situation where she's, like... My fa- like, had Kyle just been at a black man, how mm-hmm. dangerous that, like, the weaponizing of her tears and her victim shit is so, like... And it's where I, like, I'm not able to laugh and be embarrassed about it. I'm like, this is just, like, you are a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using... It It really is, like, one like, of the... How do you use this and, like, do you do this out in the world? If you're yeah. willing to do this on camera and wild crazy, like, how else are you moving in the world doing this victim shit? Yes. It's so dangerous. And it's so, like... This is, I mean, Paige has lost me before, and I do give her a lot more credit than she deserves. But, like, this whole, like, Hannah's not a bad person is just very, like, saucy apologist. Like, she did a bad thing, but she's not a bad person. And you guys need to stop picking on Hannah. I, it's 
that it is looks okay. like yes guys like i know that hannah is so annoying and so irritating and she keeps lying and she's doing all these awful things to every single person here but guys she's not a bad person right. <laughs> oh hey, my God. hang it up okay hang it up hang it up Flat screen. hang it up okay I- <laughs> Oh, God. So then Hannah, again, says, you know, she really didn't have any hatred for Kyle and Amanda. Not the hatred that they thought that she did. And she was really confused when he was coming at her for talking about their relationship because she just wants the best for them. Uh, Where is the footage? Girl. I haven't seen it. Like... the level of just like what are you saying Hannah? why like can you stand by anything it's like this is where it got like weirdly delusional because i just can't believe that she honestly thinks that anybody would think even people who stan hannah would have to admit that she does not support their relationship it's never happened and this is where I'm just like, okay, Hannah, it's, you watch these other shows, right? Like, if you come out of this season, right, like, you had a bad season. And from what I've gathered from things on chat room or, like, when she, she knows, she's very well aware that people hate her, mm-hmm. right? Like, either you come in being accountable or you lean into the villain shit. Those are the only two options you have. This weird, like, denying what happened, like, this is not one of the options, girl. (laughs) Either come in, apologize, and be contrite, or just, like, do the Kenya more and be like, yeah, I'm a villain. I said what I said. People like you, like... Yeah. Shows need villains. Right? But, like, we need mm-hmm. our villains to be fun. This is... What, it's not girl, what fun. are you doing? It's not fun at all. So, then Andy asks Paige a question, which is, Paige, you seem to say what we're all thinking, you know, especially when it comes to Hannah doing wrong, but you don't ever tell Hannah that to her face. Um, why? <laughs> why don't you do that? And Paige is like, you know, I'm not Hannah's mom. I'm her friend. So, you know, it's just not always my place to tell her when she's in the wrong. And, you know, my job as her friend is to listen to her and let her vent it out on me. And then she says, you know, there have been plenty of times where I've told Aunt Hannah that she's acting a little bit crazy. But then she tells on herself. And she says, you know, I have told her like the summer before I tried to hold her accountable for how she was acting with Luke, but it didn't turn out well for me. So I decided to take a back seat this summer. So first of all, that's not being a good friend. (laughs) Just letting her wow the fuck out and look stupid is not being a good friend to her. You should be holding her accountable. Sorry. Just like Danielle does with Lindsay. But is Hannah, are you able to hold Hannah accountable? (sighs) No, clearly not. <laughs> I mean, and this is where, like, I feel bad for Paige, and then I'm just like, Hannah just should not have any friends, right? Because she puts you in a position to just look like a bad friend, I think. Because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, like, I've judged 
page for this this whole season, but I'm now trying to think about it. I'm like, what would I do in that situation? I'm not about to argue with you all the time. Like, I'm just not doing that. That's true. That's true. But also, I was thinking, like, Paige isn't even a good friend to Hannah by Hannah's standards because when we saw, um, you know, Paige announced that she was going to be Amanda's bridesmaid. Hannah's response to that was, you know, that Paige being a bridesmaid was a reward for her not saying anything about Kyle and Amanda's relationship. So she got rewarded for being a bridesmaid. So what is the reward for Paige's silence to Amanda? Like, she's basically doing the same thing that you're accusing her of doing with Amanda, so... I feel like you shouldn't fuck with her. If right. You- and that's like how, how insulting to Paige, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's weird. It's getting weird. I just, I, Hannah just should not have friends. Like, she, no one should be her friend. No. She needs to sit by herself and learn her lesson. Like, <laughs> I'm very upset with her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I've been so angry like I watched this like four times and I'm like maybe I'll be able to calm down and take good notes and each time I was just like, infuriated like, I hope I haven't sounded too crazy here because I'm just so angry with Hannah I'm with you girl I'm with you everybody's with you everybody's with like, you girl what are you doing <sighs> don't what try are... to tell me I didn't see what I saw exactly exactly Oh, my God. So then Andy brings up that Hannah had mentioned, like, her daddy issues twice when she was arguing with Kyle. And then he says, so what is the difference between just general toxic masculinity and an individual man being a dick to an individual woman? Um, Lindsay says, listen, I don't believe that men and women can't fight. I've had plenty of fights with these guys in the house. And not once did I bring up them being toxic toxic you know having and boy has she had fights with every man in the house yeah (laughs) and never once does she bring that up and she's like you know i feel like men and women are equal we can fight equally and it doesn't mean that a man is or that this behavior is toxic purely because it's a man doing it and then kyle says you know Lindsay and i've gotten into plenty of fights and she's never pulled that card Never once. And then Hannah's like, it's not a card, okay? It's, it's not a card. Um, but then she says, you know, I think it's an individual thing with Kyle. So why did you keep calling him, his behavior, uh, toxic masculinity, if you are now admitting that it was just an issue between them? Because it can't be both. Right. It can't be both. Um, so then In her Hannah, world, it can. Well, in, in her world, it does. So... <laughs> Kyle says what I said last week, which was, you know, Hannah uses these buzzwords to make the men in her life look bad. And she tries to laugh and Kyle's like, no, literally, she uses the term misogynist, belittling, patronizing, toxic masculinity. Um, She can't even have a spa night with all the other women without the men around without bringing up toxic masculinity. And Danielle's like, it's true. (laughs) And so Andy turns to Danielle and says clarify what you're saying and danielle says you know 
Hannah always says that every man is a toxic man and that there's some dominating force happening when she is the person who brings it out. She's the instigator. And honestly, most of the time, she acts like everybody else is toxic when she's the most toxic person in the house. And Danielle's response to that is, Period. what did I ever do to you? <sighs> and this is where I would, <laughs> I would have just put hands on her at this point. Like, she's trying to hold you accountable and your response is what have i done to you you've you've made living in the house hell is what you've done like it doesn't matter if hannah has not specifically done something to danielle it doesn't make that not true (laughs) hello and this is the reality where she thinks anybody holding her accountable is just attacking her yes like she does not get it and like i have a question do you think does it make sense for Hannah to still be on the show? Because I'm no. one of those people, I hate when people are like, you're like flat out, no. Right. <laughs> I feel the same way. And it's one of those, like, I hate it when someone's like annoying or awful. I'm never one of those people who's like, they need to get off the show. Like, I <laughs> I think we need villains. I think they're important. I just, it does not make sense for Hannah to be on here anymore. Like, she's stressing me out in a way that I just, I don't want to watch. Yeah. And Lindsay later brings up an excellent point of this show functions differently from all the other shows in the sense that it functions because we're friends. You're basically not friends with any of us. So (laughs) like, I don't, there is no purpose. Like you can like, we can talk about, like Jordan or maybe the Workus twins where there was fights and discords happening, but there was also friendships and like, yes, technically she is friends with Sierra and Paige, but is it just, it's not enough because it's going to be everybody else. And then those three, (laughs) you know, like it's going to be two different shows. It just, does not make sense in the way that it would for like a housewives where they're they can do things and and all that it just doesn't make from a especially when she's going around saying like i'm only paid to be your friend i'm like girl Uh then you don't need to be here like (laughs) the idea is genuine friendships yeah it's not a housewives show where we know and so is bringing someone on the show means like oh we have a new woman who was casted on the show and now we all need to pre- pretend that we're friends with her mm-hmm. this is supposed to be genuine friendships it also like doesn't the thing that pissed me off the most is that like with every season of Summer House and like with all these other friendships you know that they're genuine friends so like the ups and downs and if someone is talking bad about someone like it feels real and authentic mm-hmm. like Every time Hannah made up with someone in the house, it was, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, Kyle. You're the number one guy in the group. Like, that weird thing where I'm like, no, I don't want to see you acting. And at least I want to know that you're acting. It's so frustrating. (laughs) You're the man, Kyle. Girl, get the fuck out of (laughs) here. Come on. Like, who even calls people the man anymore? Like, girl. It was so like girl what are you doing and it's like 
I, I would be so embarrassed to do that in front of my friends. And it must be, it's like, you don't see these people as friends. Like they're just like cast yeah. members. So you're able to operate in a way that is totally like just lunacy. Yeah. Like I would be so embarrassed. Like my friends would be looking at me like, girl, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> the most and the least at the same time. Like I could uh, never act that fake in front of your real friends. Like it takes away from the show when you're just doing bullshit. Yeah. Like, save it for a web series, girl. Save your acting for YouTube. Um, (laughs) So Danielle says, you know, Hannah, things weren't just happening to you. You know, you were creating the things that were happening. And um, she's like, you know, that's what was going on. And honestly, watching the show back, I did not appreciate or like it. And especially with how you treat Amanda... And then she starts getting a little angry. She's like, honestly, with the way you treated Amanda, like, I'm restraining myself right now because you're not a good friend to her. And Period. It, and Danielle is the authority on friendship. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> so if she's calling you out. You need to listen to it, girl, because that is a good fucking friend. Um, so then, oh God, Amanda and Hannah are having a conversation you know it cuts to like amanda trying to cut to um hold hannah accountable and like i said hannah calls amanda toxic and and is like get out of my bedroom and so kyle says you know hannah's a shitty friend to the people who are closest to her and when hannah told amanda you guys aren't friends my heart broke for amanda and then sierra's like well why don't you let that be between them what did you think about that um, to be very honest, like I like my husband is one of those people who fights my battles, so I, <laughs> I know that like, and I can fight my own, but if he feels like fighting them, like it's probably valid that yeah, it, you guys are all living in this house together. Let Amanda do it, but it's hard. It was hard to watch, right? Like as someone yeah. being like even Danielle being upset, like and Danielle don't care about Amanda like that. No. I, I've never seen an indep- a friendship between those two. Me either. But it is hard to watch someone, like, be such a good friend to someone else. Like, when we're all watching the scene where Amanda is telling uh, Kyle how great Des is for Hannah and how happy she is for Hannah. And then we find out, like, they just fucked in their bathroom, you know? But, like, it's hard watch Amanda being who she is I don't know like it Sierra mind your business don't chime yeah. in like I just I, ugh, it makes me so mad like I care too much about this show <laughs> <laughs> right now I have so many emo- emotions pumping <laughs> um I yeah I thought that was weird of Sierra to cut in and tell them to ca- tell Kyle to fight his own battles or to leave himself out of it I think that he's it's perfectly fine for him to feel badly for his fiance and to want to cut that off because you're right like amanda is somebody who is very sweet and she even admits like i will let a lot of things slide because i don't want to argue with people and i don't want to get into it and i love people even though sometimes it's to the detriment of my own self 
And so I do think there are times where Kyle is going to have to advocate for her because she will let a lot of things slide. Right. And I don't really see an issue with that. Not in this, not in this case. I don't. Um, so then, uh, what happens after this? Okay. So Kyle does admit, like, I do try to fight people's battles and I'm trying to work on that. And then Hannah tells Kyle that like, he can't villainize her because she hasn't done anything to him. And Carl and Danielle are like, please stop saying that. (laughs) You have to stop. Like you are really embarrassing yourself, girl. We don't even like you. And we're trying to save you right now. Okay. (laughs) It is so embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, Kyle says, listen, Hannah and I had a bunch of explosive fights, but I was under the impression that we left the house on good terms only to find out that she's been spending the months while the show is airing talking shit and spewing lies about me. So she sure has. Sure. (laughs) I've heard her on multiple podcasts. She sure has. She's been working overtime triple time i've heard a million times the story of how kyle said she owes all her success to him wah, wah, wah. and i might be the unpopular bit, but i he's not if he said it he's not wrong <laughs> that's kind of what i've been thinking girl <laughs> like, like technically that's true i mean i mean you would not be on the show if it wasn't for him. The show is centered around his friend group. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I, um, also, your podcast is called G- Giggly Squad, and that Ooh, is a name. Yep. That he thanks. called you guys. He's not yeah. wrong. What would you have called the podcast if it wasn't Giggly Squad, Hannah? Exactly. Thank you. Um, so... Um, yeah, this starts a conversation of Hannah saying on podcasts that Kyle claimed, or she claimed that Kyle said that they're only friends because she gets paid and, and that everything that he has has to do with her. And, um, Andy's like, do you really feel that way? And Hannah says, you know, Kyle and I got into many heated arguments on the show that weren't seen. And that's where Kyle told me that everything I've ever gotten in my career was because of him. And yeah. And then I, I, my response to that was like, okay, well, I guess I get paid to be your friend. And Carl's like, that is not true. Kyle hits us with like a Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton fight. Like this, what's coming out is that I did something to you when in fact, it was the reverse. Um, right. And Kyle says, you know, what happened is that Hannah said she got paid to be my friend. And I was just like shook. And it took me a minute to process what she said. Hannah tries to apologize and says, you know, like it was a hurtful thing to say. And I, I apologize. And, you know, it was just the heat of the moment. And Kyle's like, okay, but you've been telling everybody that I told you everything in your, you have in your career was because of you. But you leave out what you said before that. Right, then, girl. Were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> that doesn't even that doesn't even work. But, <laughs> but I feel you. I feel you. Um, and so then Paige starts to cut in again. And it's like, 
you know, Kyle's not a type of person to hold grudges, but Hannah remembers everything, okay? But she also remembers things wrong, and that's the problem. <laughs> so, um, because I was like, is she remembering everything? Like, <laughs> I need to, I truly, like, if we could get a show, like, hook her up to a lie detector. I want to know if she truly believes these are the way that things happened. I think she does. I think she would pass with flying colors, honestly. That's concerning. It is. <laughs> it really is. Um, I mean, not the girl with the mental health podcast. Being right. completely off her. Right. Right. Did you hear that um, BetterHelp was, like, investigating their sponsorship deal with her? I mean, after she made the light of the suicide thing, I'm like, just right. pack it all up. Pack it up. Pack it up. And y'all can give that sponsorship to me because I'm always encouraging people to go to therapy. Thank you. There you and go. I don't make fun of people when I do it. Um, so then Paige is just like, you know, Hannah remembers everything. Kyle likes to move on and it's now at the point of no return. And there's just like, everything's been piling up and it's just like, there's no going back on that. Right. So okay. is Paige making an argument for Hannah to leave the show? Basically. Like you're saying there's no going back from this. Like, okay, so where do we go from here? Like, mm -hmm. I don't see what does Hannah do? Yep. What, what's the purpose? What? If there's no moving forward, then all right, I guess we won't move forward with your contract, Hannah. <laughs> We're not moving forward anywhere. Right. Um, so then Hannah tries to say, yeah, we were at a good place at the end of the summer. And Anna was, a Amanda's like, were we when you did what you did in my bathroom and you said that we weren't friends? Like, you're doing things behind my back. You guys just said, like, y'all were, you were talking shit. Three days ago, Carl says, you we're talking shit, Hannah, three days ago on a podcast. And Carl, again, is like, please be real, Hannah. <laughs> because a couple weeks ago, a couple of unfavorable things happened with Luke on the show. And instead of just letting that go, you leaned into it. And you made a meme about it. You tried to get some laughs and some clout out of that. And... He says, you know, on the one hand, it was a little bit funny, but on the other hand, these are people's real lives. And right. you, know, you said hurtful things about everybody. And what you said about me was really messed up. And here comes Amanda being like, what did I say? What did I say? And he's like, you said I had a drug problem on a podcast. And she literally says, I never said that. <laughs> and Kyle, such a good friend to Carl, he, he's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Amanda's trying to hold his mouth shut. <laughs> He's really about to lose it. And so Hannah, who just said, I never said that, then says she made a joke. So was it a joke or did you not say that? Because it can't be both. Again, both of those things. Did you not say it or did you say it two years ago? Which one is it, girl? Which one is it? Uh, so Carl says, okay, you made a joke, but it wasn't a joke to me. Okay. And Paige again, tries to run defense on Hannah and says, you know, Hannah said some fucked up things, but she's not a bad person. She is. 
<laughs> it's just wild for it to be like after. Okay, you made the joke, whatever. Like, let me. We could show you some grace there if you would come and just apologize. Yeah. Right. Like literally, after for it to be joke about him and Adam and his brother of an overdose. Yes. Can like, you have like can any level of compassion, anything, just just apologize. If there was he, anything to just easily apologize, especially because Carl was not that mad. Carl would have accepted any apology, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if Carl's brother didn't pass away, you knew he had a drug problem. So right. that's really fucked up, you know? And you knew that Carl had some substance abuse issues. And that's really fucked up. Like, I just would never make jokes like that about somebody's family. Like, and this is where it's like you thought saying it was a joke would exonerate you. That's even worse, girl. (laughs) That's what you're joking about. Like, yeah, the fact that you think that shit's funny is literally even worse. It's even worse. Um, that's weird. It's weird. So, then Hannah says, you know, like what I said about you, Carl, was two years ago. And, you know, I've po- apologized a thousand times. Well, obviously you haven't because he feels some type of way about it. And that's it. Um, so then Andy turns to Amanda and Kyle and is like, OK, what are specific? Give us examples of the things that Hannah said on podcasts that are hurtful to you guys specifically. And Kyle's like, she's been talking shit on the podcast for months. And Hannah says, the only thing I've said is that I now have issues with um, Kyle related to my career. And, you know, like nobody brought that up. And it's like, why would they bring it up on the show or at all? Because that's not what he said. Like, she's acting like she (laughs) felt the need to advocate for herself because everybody was keeping some secret about Kyle being mean behind her back. But that's not what happened. So fight your own battles because that battle really shouldn't have existed in the first place um so so annoying so annoying kyle says i would love to support your career but you make all your friends go through the ringer these people that you call your friends but also are not your friends but suddenly they are when it comes to uh you being a victim really um hannah starts getting emotional again and she says you know the only thing that i said um was that Carl, kyle said that everything i got in my career was because of me and it was misogynistic and it was fucked up okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so then andy point blank asked kyle do you feel like hannah's success is attributed to him and he said no <laughs> i don't <laughs> like i literally which i wish he would have just been honest yeah yeah. Maybe, maybe he can't even see that he but he, that is a true statement and maybe that's why she's so concerned about it. she made it up because she knows it's the reality she made up that he said it hit dogs holler there you go that's like, happening girl, yeah. it's just so frustrating I'm like, I'm like and how is it's the fact that everyone was already accusing you of using these buzzwords and like, you know what I mean? Using your girl boss feminism and then you still were doing it at the end. Like she couldn't pivot away from it. Couldn't do right? it. She's like, it was misogynistic. I was like, oh God, not everything that's relating to a man and a woman is misogynistic. Like, thank you. 
Thank you. Sometimes you're just whack, girl. Sorry. <laughs> um. Oh gosh. Okay. So then what happened? He's like, you know, I'm committed to being level-headed and to get to the bottom of this because the fact is, for the sake of the house, like, I'm just interested in having a good time with people I care about. Boom. Thank you. Um. Right. So then Andy asked Hannah if Hannah's apology to Kyle was real. Because it didn't seem like everybody in the house felt like it was that they like. You're, I think you're the man, Kyle. <laughs> so Hannah starts to fake cry. She starts to fake cry again and says, "You know, my apology was genuine, and you know, basically, like he triggered me, and I had just been watching a lot of mafia movies." And Kyle's like, "Stop!" And Kyle keeps coming at me nonstop, and Kyle was like, "Actually, I was pretty chill that whole time." I like. <laughs> didn't do anything you're the one who popped off you're the one who mentioned your father i said kyle said i don't understand why you're giving me so much power as to mention me and your dad in the same name and in the same sentence and she's like oh you know what don't talk about my family (laughs) girl girl okay so um you know, he's like that the conversation was honestly it was so toxic and it was ugly and you know hannah realized in that moment like she claims that she was just trying to be she was trying to be the bigger person and that the only reason why she apologized to everybody was because she just didn't want them to feel the tension that they're that that situation caused but you caused it you caused it um oh. like and like we saw Kyle leading up to that conversation that they had be super nervous and be like I just want this to go well I want to say the right things to her how do I do this like I can't even concentrate with my day because I'm like feeling the anxiety of having this conversation with her so he did not want to fight he didn't want to fight with and her. And that's why she looked so stupid. Because she wanted a fight. And he did not. And she she took anything out of that conversation. He simply said dad. And she lost her mind. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I will forever remember that sweatsuit she had on. Like she oh. just looks so ridiculous. Like <laughs> Like burn it girl don't ever wear that again right probably sweating right through it like how are you sitting outside in a sweatsuit in the middle of july in new york the hottest hair her hair was stringy a mess like just (laughs) and hannah's one of those naturally sweaty looking people anyway yes pig pen (laughs) um so hannah claims that she says, you know, like, I know my issue with Kyle is not about his relationship with Amanda or the trash conversation or my dad. The issue is that Kyle wanted to feel good about himself and his ego. And Amanda's like, that's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. That's so fucked up. Everybody- and that was clearly some a canned response that I feel like she came prepared with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was ready. She knew to use it. She and she knew when to use it because it was going to happen. She was going to have an opportunity to use that, and she did. <laughs> it was really what it really was about his again. 
using her little girl boss feminism. It was misogynistic and like, like you saw him. He practically was crying about thinking about having a conversation with you. But somehow, this is all about his ego. Like Hannah wants to be oppressed so bad. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> really? Like we're like five minutes away from her singing "Wade in the Water," and I'm I'm girding myself for this. I'm really prepared. <laughs> um, gosh. Okay, so Kyle says, honestly, the only reason why I even accepted your apology is because I was done with you. And I didn't want anything to do with you. So I'm just like, let me, let me just accept it. Okay. Um, and then Lindsay says what I said earlier. Like, let, can I just say something real quick? Like, let's just break the fourth wall for a moment. The show is based on a group of friends who share a summer house together. Friends. That's how the show works. And Kyle says, you know, when you tell people you're not friends, it's you've kind of, it's kind of a broken situation and hannah says you know everybody said hurtful things about each other <laughs> Amanda's, like, oh. Amanda's like yeah but you've been double and tripling down on the things that you said recently and you have no remorse for it and hannah says you guys have all had terrible things to say to say about me and i'm fine because we're promoting stuff are you is this you fine <laughs> I don't know if I would be claiming this that this behavior of, is fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> like that WandaVision wink. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Kyle says I've it's not like we're she's like chalking this up to the game right like we're all just talking shit about each other to promote the show and kyle's like actually i've been declining interviews okay and he gets up and walks away and is like i gotta get out of here Paige is like you can't leave and hannah and kyle's like hannah you're the most absorbed self-absorbed person i've ever met in my entire life and i feel like a lot of people gave him shit for walking away but i would have I would have because you're now like fucking with my peace and like we're clearly not going to go anywhere so I can't continue to listen to you spout bullshit like I can't do it like do you understand we were watching <laughs> my husband was screaming at the TV like he was watching sports so angry and then <laughs> Kyle got up and left he's like finally <laughs> Like it, really, it's just like I cannot imagine being in that room with her. Truly cannot imagine having to sit through this. I would have been so heated. And honestly, like Kyle knew that the only thing he could do was walk away because if he had done what he really wanted to do and deserved to do, she would have been like, "Oh, you see what I mean? Like he is a toxic man. Like the, it right. would have just this whole time. Was, I wish it was a bad girls club reunion." Right. <laughs> I hate to like, you know, whatever, like anti-violence disclaimer or whatever, but Hannah needs somebody to put hands on her. She does. Like, I'm sorry, y'all, but like sometimes people need their ass beat, you know? Cause if they don't, Where is Monique how... when you need her. 
this is how we have people like Tucker Carlson because nobody beat his ass. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> That's just the truth. <laughs> when you don't put hands on people, you create a larger issue. Like you gotta nip it in the bud, beat her ass one time, like just one time. We'll have reality check. <laughs> Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, man. Do you have any other thoughts about the episode? Are you excited about part two? Very. Like, this is the type of, like, like I, I feel alive when mm-hmm. I'm angry, you know? Yes. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm living. I, yeah. I, and whatever it is that Luke says that makes Hannah really cry, I hope it's worth it. Like, I hope it's really juicy. I can't wait. Yep. I I kind of feel like he's going to bring up the suicidal comment and the jokes that he made, that she made. Which were just so awful. So girl. awful and irredeemable. Like, you're supposed to be a comedian, girl. That's all you got. And especially, like, I don't think she's she not stealing that jokes from people or putting it into that the algorithm that makes the, like, it's funny because we're all adults and we all do it thing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> jokes <laughs> that she's, she's saying like, something horribly offensive. Right. Like when she's not stealing jokes from other people, it's like the most base, like shit that you could find on a Coles t-shirt, you know, like, uh, you know, that, that face when you don't have enough coffee, um, <laughs> it's martini time, you know, like, <laughs> Mary from Sister Wives. Yes. (laughs) She is a living Beach Please t-shirt. Like, it's so sad. (laughs) Every hour is happy hour if you let it be. (laughs) Oh, man. Hannah's stand-up so bad. Just like, girl, what are you feeling that, like, they gave you a whole hour of stage time. What are you feeling that with? Girl, I think she's got a show coming up. Is it what's today? The first? Is today the first? It's on the it's on May 2nd. I mean, it's gonna be too late at this point by the time the episode comes out. But I'm like, dang, if I didn't have to spend a single dollar, I would really like to see what that looked like. Cause she's she's performing at a comedy club in New York. I, I, it's unbelievable to me, but I'm sure she has someone writing that for her. 
Des. Like, but she's one of those people that I can see her ripping off like a whole famous, like a Chelsea Handler set, like something people have right. seen before. <laughs> right, like she's gonna Melania the whole situation. Amy Schumer's, so. Amy Schumer's set post <laughs> post having a baby when she comes out there, she's like, right. "That was a mom." <laughs> Right, she's gonna give us Ali Wong's whole Netflix special, and I can't wait for it. As Native American woman, oh my god, I can't wait to see it. Um, man, what a great season! Are you gonna be watching Winter House? Are you excited about Winter House? Of course. No, because I heard Sierra was hooking up with Austin, and I'm just so disgusted by Austin. I just, I'm so tired of seeing him get, like, beautiful women. It's sickening. It's disgusting. But that's what happens when you're, like, a middle-class dude in the South. That's the kind of chicks that you pull. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, What was I going to ask? Okay, so who would you say, like, okay, I'm leaving Hannah out of this because clearly she was the worst. Who would you think was the best and the worst for part one? Okay, the best, I think, is Danielle. Mm -hmm. Right? I think she had, like, actually, probably Kyle. But I'm trying to be fair and not do my Kyle bias thing. And worst is Paige. I agree. Do you feel like Luke redeemed himself at all, or are you still kind of neutral on him? I mean, he wasn't giving much, but I I think that um, I, through the season, like, I had never really hated him. Like, I think that he's a fuckboy, but I think that they all are, and, like, I never, there wasn't much to redeem for him, for me. Like, yeah, I'm glad he's getting in a, like, He's had this time to like confront Hannah in a way where he's clearly has everyone on his side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I don't, I didn't think he had anything to redeem himself from. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you keep everybody from the season? Would you like to see new people in the summer house, or would you like to see what this house is like without Hannah? Because I think that's my answer. My only issue is, like, if Hannah's gone, where does the drama come in? Yeah, because it does seem like Lindsay is in a relationship that she wants to protect and is, therefore, I have to assume, healthier than the ones that she's been in in the past. <laughs> so, right. Um, I And I, I feel like Lindsay has gotten to a place where I don't think we will see a Lindsay and Kyle fight again. I don't think that we'll see a Lindsay and Carl fight again. Yeah. No. Like, I think they've gotten to a very tight spot. Like, same thing with Danielle. Who's the fight? Lindsay's not going to fight. By default, she's not going to fight with Amanda. So it's just Paige and Sierra if they're still there. And, like, Paige and Sierra are never going to give you what you want out of an argument. Yeah, I'm curious to see Hannah, or not, pa- not Hannah, um, Paige and Danielle go at it next episode. And I'm wondering if maybe there's something there that we could work with. I just don't see Paige giving it. Yeah. 
Mm. So, I mean, I feel like Robert, Danielle's boyfriend, would probably make a lot of appearances if he doesn't fully move mm. in. Because he has a restaurant that he works at in the Hamptons. So it would make sense. That is convenient. But personality, it's his personality, it's just not there. I don't see it. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, yeah. can we maybe bring Steven back? Ooh. What's he no, doing these you. days? <laughs> what Steven is doing these days is trolling everybody else's Instagram and, like, being like, hey, Stassi, you're a queen. Oh, Love say this. No more. Oh, I think I did hear you say this. Ugh, yeah. 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 He was giving so, racial vibes. Not uh, quite racist, but racial. Like, constantly in Kristen Doty's comments being like you're perfect don't change and I can't do that so I would like I to think see it'd be great go ahead oh no I'm just saying I would like to see maybe like one new person and I think it needs to be a guy yeah the balance is off yeah yeah what were you gonna say I was going to say, like, maybe we go, like, they should have never brought Vanderpump Rules back, and maybe it goes hybrid, and instead we have, like, Tom and Ariana, Tom and, what's, Katie, there you go, and add them to the house. (laughs) Scrap everyone else. Uh, um, Let's talk about the Vanderpump Rules teasers that we've been getting. Because that's been rough. That's been real rough for me. Have you seen both of them? Yes. <laughs> She's not talking about gaining weight. Yeah, that's what happens when you're pregnant. Right. I can't do Botox. Yeah, we know, girl. Um, I didn't need to know anything about, like, what how Schwartz is managing his penis and whether or not it's, like, primed for conceiving a child. Um I feel like Katie secretly has an IUD. (laughs) Something is happening there. And I feel like, you know, everybody's fertility journey is their own. But I also feel like they're just not being completely forthright about what's happening. Right. I think a lot of it is... I just don't believe she's trying for a child with him. I don't think she wants... Like... Yeah. I think that she's able to recognize that Schwartz is no place to be a father. It's it, thank you. It's giving me Chloe and Lamar. You know right, what I mean? Right. Where after they broke up, she admitted that really she just didn't want to have a baby with that dude because she knew their relationship was fucked up. Um I but I will say that Ariana posted an Instagram story and it was like, just so you guys know, we haven't actually started filming. So <laughs> like she right. heard she heard the criticisms and is like, okay, you guys, just, just to be clear, those are teasers. But even for teasers, like, I just don't really know what they were thinking. Like, what's a giving? I, I, for me, as someone who is a new mom myself, I don't want to see new moms on TV. I, it's just not a journey that I, I care to see. <laughs> like, while I was pregnant, I watched a lot of mommy bloggers. And there's just, like, a lot of, like, it's a lot of lying <laughs> and fake I just don't want to see it like we know Lala's gonna have a nanny I don't want to watch her do the whole Kourtney Kardashian pretending that you're like the a super mom yeah I 
I just, I don't get I, I don't want to see them be parents. And uh, then I, I, I feel like, are we, I know Jax was fired, but uh, Jackson Randall hang out every day. Yeah. For what it looks like. And so worried that they're going to sneak Jackson there. Oh, you think? Like he's not a cast member, but he's at this party or, and that's just going to piss me off because that's going to take away from the firing of him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like he's going to be stuck. Like they hang out all the time and I can't imagine him not like being at like, if they film any of Lala or Randall's events, like, I feel like he's going to be there. <laughs> did you see, did you see that side by side camera? <laughs> Um, did you see the side by side? Somebody posted of Jack's um Jax's happy birthday post to Randall versus his one to Brittany. Because it was like the one for Randall no. was like he was like, sometimes people come into your lives and you're not gonna know how special it is. And Randall, like you're like a brother to me and I love you so much, and I just like can't imagine my life without you. Um happy birthday, babe. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) It was so sad. He's obsessed with Randall. I mean, it's also like the only age appropriate person that has come into his life in like since we've known him. Mm -hmm. I imagine that must be exciting to not be the oldest person all the time. (laughs) Uh, He's he acts like Randall is like I don't even like Gandalf. Like he's like the most wise person he's ever met and he's never met a greater person in his life and that might be true but also you know what does that say about it all might be true <laughs> what did he say <laughs> it might be true that might be true for Jax. it's not true overall okay girl <laughs> i don't know you saw randall's payroll no <laughs> i didn't think you to say that <laughs> I think it's true for Jax's universe, but it would could never like the richest person he knows, and like, mm-hmm. and now he's producing movies. Okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. Watch, like, I just watched like right before we got on this um a tour of Jax's home, Brittany and Jax's home on People Magazine. No, ew, Jax, it is so scary. Like I get like full body chills whenever Jax is trying to be just like a normal human because it's Thank so you. fake like he's Thank there you. like you know Brittany gets mad because they leave the doors open you know but I'm just like a midwest guy who like yeah I don't lock doors you know I'm just I'm from the midwest and it's like like sir you've been in LA for 20 years before that you were prostituting in Miami so why are you <laughs> pretending you're like we know your backstory. Why are you like, I'm just a, a guy from the Midwest who doesn't like to lock his doors. Right. Like, first of all, you're from the suburbs of Detroit. So what are you, what? <laughs> like, He really tries to rewrite history in a way that is very sick. And it really like every bit of his behavior since he got engaged to Britney is like the first half of a lifetime movie before the husband just fucking loses it. And I am so scared from it because I'm like, are we going to be in a place where I don't even want to say it out loud, but is this going to turn into a documentary at some point? Thank you. Thank you. I mean, we don't want to put it out there. Every time I see him pushing that lawnmower, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's 
just like he, he must like I, I just imagine there are times where like before he goes to bed he looks in the mirror in his bathroom and his like left eye is just twitching you know and he's like just gripping something too hard right and, and like you know out. like sociopaths can't keep pretending for long eventually he's gonna have to get out of this life and, exactly you know Brittany's not gonna leave him exactly it's very dark and thank you because i feel exactly the same way you do like it's only a matter of time before he snaps right he's like three dad jokes away (laughs) (laughs) um thank you so much tell everybody where they can find you if you want them to find you yeah follow me on twitter i am f-l-y-c-h-y fly chai yeah, you can find me there. Perfect. All right. Say hello to the baby for me. Will do. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so much oh, fun. My pleasure. Always. <laughs> bye, girl. Alrighty. Bye, girl. <laughs>